How you doing? What's the latest? Oh, what's the latest Disney related? What Disney related shit are you looking to these days? Boy Meets World. Always. Always. I finally watched Frozen two. Aha! Ah, good. Two thumbs up. Um, I haven't watched. It's not better than Frozen one. Kristen Bell uh, went on. Nickelodeon. Jimmy Fallon. Oh yeah. And she was like, they were singing like you know, ten seconds of Disney songs. It was so cute. I loved it. She's such a good singer. She's such a good singer. <coughs> and a traitor. She went on Nickelodeon. No, here's the thing. Only Kristen Bell can do that. Um. Yeah, no. Um. But otherwise, I've been kind of watching some new stuff on Netflix. Not new to Netflix, but new to me. Dude, I recommend Why Women Kill. I'm going to watch that. That's on CBS? Yeah. So I'll get that trial. And you can do the month long. You can do it a month long, yeah. Um, Um, Like, it sucks. That's the only, like, I would subscribe, but only for that. Like, that is, it is the standout in that thing. It sucks that it's limited to that, because I would watch it anywhere. And I'm already like, they. I want to fucking, I want to write for that show. Like oh yeah, oh yeah, that good. Huh? I mean, mom was telling me that she's actually really enjoying it too. It's like candy, where it's just like, I think it's that good. Like it really is good writing. At the end of the day, I think so. I think that's what gets it by. Like some of the stuff is maybe cliche. I don't know. This also isn't my typical genre. Like I think this is that kind of. This is from the maker of Desperate Housewives, which I'm considering checking it out now. Like, And I heard good things about Desperate Housewives. I've heard really good things, too. I haven't watched it yeah. either. Yeah. But I've heard really good things. And that's kind of his only thing. Um, and uh, But it was amazing. And it's beautiful, cause, and it's not really a spoiler. They're going to do it like anthology style, where it's like these stories kind of wrap up nicely. So it's going to be like three new everything like you know new location i love that kind of show fuck yeah um but yeah check that out i will because i actually well i love the whatever her name's snow white what in the world oh yes and that's the other thing she's outstanding of course she's so good and i think she talked about it in justin long's thing that's kind of what got me to watch it actually yeah she did yeah i just love her love her and Lucy Liu blew me away in this one, too. She really is good. Anyway, yeah, check it out. I'm going to. Well, hey, what? What? Who, is the, who that? What, is you, what are you who doing there? here? Hold on. Whoa, whoa. Six feet. Six feet. <laughs> okay. All right. You're oh, good. Man. You're good. You're good. All right. Hey, guys. How's it going? Welcome, welcome. Hi. Um, so happy to be checking in with you guys. I'm Jacob. And this is Disney Channel Surfers. Welcome. We ride the waves of nostalgia. You know it. Uh, We've been working our way through DCOMs, but we've kind of detoured a little bit, switched the channel a bit, um, and we've been doing commentary tracks for you and everything like that. Well, we got a special surprise for you today, um, and special surprise for Casey. She didn't realize this is actually going to be an extended three-hour episode. So what I've got in mind, no. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what? Say what? <laughs> I mean, I'm down to cast, okay? Yeah. 
um, but no, welcome. So we, uh, so we are actually kind of flipping the channel, sort of back to decom land for this uh, for this week. Um, spring Hell, a little surprise yes. on you. Spring a little surprise on you, and it actually is connected to what we got coming for you come May. So, um, so what did we watch, Casey? We watched Jumping Ship. Jumping Ship, which is a sequel to a decom we have previously watched. That's right. And it uh, stars uh, some familiar faces, the Lawrence Brothers. Um, That's all three this time, though. Not one, not two, but all three. Um, Because we have... I love these guys. So much. Oh, yes. Uh, Oh, my God. I think if you learned anything from our Horse Sense episode is that we, uh, we are keen on the Lawrence Brothers. They are a white privilege mainstay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They are, but we still like them. I know, because they are, I feel like their hearts are in the right place. Um, Yeah. Privilege, like, of course, has negative connotations, but privilege is also just a kind of a state you can't help being, like, sometimes you can't help being in. These guys grew up in circumstances that, yeah, they are definitely, like, you know, it shows sometimes uh, a little more cringy than most at times but uh true but sometimes it's also like you know they're also like good-hearted guys i think Uh, i think so too i uh like like to think um so yeah jumping ship which uh oh shoot what year did that come out Uh oh so this came out yeah this came out in 2001 the year 2001 damn Mm-hmm. Damn, Disney. Damn. I just, like, you know, it's weird when you watch stuff like this. Cause, okay, so in 2000, I'm like, what year is it? That was 19 years ago? Yep. So I was eight. Um, It's weird, though, when you watch stuff like this, because then you're, like, expecting them to still look like this. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <coughs> like, I find this whenever I watch, like, older shows or older movies for a while, and then I see the person in something new, I'm like, wait a second. You old now? (laughs) I mean, not that any of these guys are old now, but... No. Still. Totes. Yeah, they've definitely aged. And, uh, as we mentioned, this is technically a sequel to Horse Sense, which, why they felt the need to make a sequel to Horse Sense is whatever, but hey, it's an excuse to have the Lawrence Brothers, so fine with that. Which one is that? That's Matt? Oh, Yes. What is he? He's holding an alligator. <laughs> a crocodile? Yes. Yeah, he loves he loves reptiles. That's like his thing cool. now. He looks he does like, like, like podcasts he looks like a, about them. He looks like uh, Indiana Jones. Oh my god. Oh, yes. They need to remake the young Indiana Jones series. <laughs> Pitch it. And have Matt Lawrence as Indiana Jones. I tell oh you what, this, he rocked that action star. Well, we'll get into that. Uh, so let's, yeah, let's get into it. So, uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, so that's a quick plug. Uh, follow Matt Lawrence on Instagram, guys. Uh, I've had nothing but a blast following Christy Carlson Romano and Adam Wiley. So, oh my God, they're amazing. They are both I... like. It's, like, the first few that I followed, and, like, I haven't regretted it ever since. I try to follow at least one person from a, each decom we do, so. 
I freaking love Adam Wiley with that Gilmore Girls singing with himself. That was the cutest shit I've ever seen in my life. Funny. He does a lot of dad jokes where it's like he just did this one today where it's just like uh, too much time on my hands is playing in the background. He's like, you know, lately I've And he's got time on... Yeah, I saw it. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) But only him... Like, he can get away with it, though, I think. Like, I'm... Like, I don't want to kill him too much. Um, Right. (laughs) I love that guy. It's great. Um, So, but, uh, jumping ship... So... Yes, Matt Lawrence, uh, he did have a cameo in Horse Sense that we mentioned, but this time around he's got a bit more of a substantial role. Um, For sure. So, so diving right in, first note I have, they replaced the dad. What the hell? Did you notice that? I didn't notice. What the fuck? It's Calabar, Casey. You're supposed to notice that shit. He's one of the coolest dad and actor characters ever. He is. I yeah, I should have noticed, too, because he actually played, like, the guy played a substantial, he was in it. He was in it. A bit. And he was um, fine, but, I mean, you know, I wanted Calabar. He wasn't Calabar. Yeah. yeah. He was not of the right Calabar. Uh, the music was good, the opening music. Yes. <laughs> I'm just passing over yep, your dad joke. good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate uh, it. Michael, the first note I really have is Michael Joey. Um, telling the his aunt that he's like doing hard work and it's like a tiny little garden (laughs) i know it was perfect because it was right when i like yeah we're supposed to feel like oh wow look at him he actually learned a little something and then yeah no no (laughs) nope 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 and then so then it was like oddly refreshing where it's like oh yep there he is still the same old privileged (laughs) son of a bitch like (laughs) because <laughs> uh, yes he instructs his gardener to hey yo could you fix that like, <laughs> and then he says like oh it's so hard to get good help nowadays and i was like fuck right you, buddy. right in front of him what the fuck <laughs> um let's see let's see and then yeah we get so michael is uh back in style tommy is writing and uh he's aged a little bit it's only been like a couple years but he is sprouted that's what happens to boys. Um, and yeah, it looks like there's a new fella in the picture with Jules. And he, you can tell Andy, uh, Tommy is not happy about it. Tommy's not having it. Like, this guy, I think his name is Mark. He's just trying to be a little helpful, but he's like, no, no, I got it. I can handle it. It's like, I don't need your help. Um, Mark drops off that's a little... Dad. Yeah, you're not my dad. <laughs> uh, he drops off a little gift, and Tommy just kind of puts it aside, just brushes it off. Not that interested in it. Jules kind of touches base with them about it. So, but she talks to Tommy about how it's like, hey, you know, I like Mark. It's like, well, he likes you, clearly. Um, she's like, well, I like him, too. And he's like, well, it's not going to replace my dad. She's like, nobody's saying it. It's like, which is kind of what everybody keeps saying to him throughout the whole movie. But it's fine. It's cool. Take your time, Tommy. Good old Tommy with um, the put-upon face. Freaking- Michael, his dad comes over to him and he's in the pool. Oh god. And tells him that he got charged four thousand dollars more. More. Yeah. For this trip. And I was like, Holy shit, this guy is as privileged as he ever was. Right. Like, oh my god. He is throwing money around, making it rain. Did not learn anything. Getting a nice base tan. Yeah. 
He was real unhappy that his dad wants him to go to work. Right. <laughs> I know. His dad even says, it's like, it's not a punishment, Michael. Like, he, yeah, he offers to have him come work at his firm because Michael hasn't exactly been uh, uh, on top of uh, trying to get a job. Um, this is, And remember, this is post-college Michael now. Right. Yeah, he's done with college, which I, I guess I can, I think we all can relate to, like, not really knowing what you're going to do. Of course. But the thing that That's why you like, keep makes going him to college. a little bit different is that he, like, spends his dad's money, and he wants to, like, get a job, but he wants to be, like, a big boss guy already. Right off the bat. He doesn't work his way through. I totally get that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also at the age, it's also an age thing, though, where I'm concerned, where it's just like. I know. Uh, no, uh, but no, with Michael, no, it's it's not the same. It's like, he, so he's just lacking the, yeah, initiative. Um, his dad offers to have him, yeah, come work at his well, firm. Like he said, oh, I can come work at your law firm as a lawyer. And his dad's like, no, you would have to go to law school. Right, right. I'm like, yeah, don't be stupid. <laughs> and you have to pass the bar exam. Right, it's, it's like, not You're asking easy. a lot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, oh, man. Uh, Michael hasn't learned. He's getting a base hand for this. Oh, there's a little trip planned between him and Tommy, by the way. Which is very sweet. I like that they do these trips every couple of years. Yeah. Um, which means that, yeah, they've stayed in touch. Uh, nice, nice, nice cousins. Um, I never it's really so had cute. this kind of relationship with any of my cousins, but hey, like, I would, I'm all for it. Like, it's really cool. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, same, pretty much. I mean, I am close with, like, Regina's girls, but yes, they're still young, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Guess kind of is of the same age. Like, her and Haley kind of stay in touch, it seems. Uh, yeah, and I yeah. do keep in touch with Haley, too. Right, right. Um, Haley is our, obviously our, yeah. <laughs> she's the cousin that's in between me and Guess's age. Yes. But, like, you know, we're just at different stages. Her and Guess are a little bit more in the same stage of life because I'm married. and Right. And she also lives in a different state. She also lives in Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but anyway, yeah, but these, but these cousins, uh, they get along famously, um, which is really cool. They're doing a little trip. They're going to Australia, um, because, uh, that's what Disney could afford. Uh, no, <laughs> um. I know, I was like, Australia is an expensive place. Um, Disney has an animation studio in Australia and, uh, many other things, so I'm sure that, you know, they've, they've got roots, uh, they got roots in a lot of they places. They do like Australia, cause like, look at Finding Nemo, you know? Yeah. So they are planning that trip, uh, Michael's dad, uh, basically says, it's like, hey, you know, you can still go on this trip, but you know, you kind of, you're basically, uh, cut off, uh, money-wise though, like, I don't want to hear about, yeah. uh, too much more money going on my tab. Uh, oh. find a job. Oh, and also, like, the extra $4,000 is so that Michael can have a girl meet them in Australia. And yes, this is a Original. new girlfriend, I think. Roxanne is the name. I guess, yeah. Um, I think it's a, yeah, it sounds like a girlfriend. Um, so, uh, yep, Roxanne, um, which uh, I like the using a name from a, you know, familiar source, uh, <laughs> goofy movie. Totally. So, yeah, they're, so they're heading out. Let's see. Um, like, I think next scene is basically them meeting, or, I'm uh, sorry, uh, Michael uh, cancels his plans basically with Roxanne, right? Which is good, yeah. yeah. They should. 
Yeah. Um, I was glad to not have that be like the same plot again, basically. Right. I oh, we didn't see the housekeeper, damn it. I forgot. Like, we didn't get to see the housekeeper this time around. That sucks. Oh, we didn't. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, I really loved the blazer and Hawaiian shirt look. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. And, yes, that's, yep, yep, that's the next scene. And I love it. They're matching outfits, which, I mean, uh... <laughs> In the early 2000s, it was a thing. Uh, brothers? It really or, was. Like, I don't know. Like, it... I guess I don't know. Like I'm, I'm cool. Like I think it's cute. Like I think it. Like, Did Brandon and you never like wear the same shirt? Not really. I don't think not matching outfits. Me and Sierra used to like buy matching shirts on purpose. Nice. Um, and I still do that with guests sometimes. I think maybe it is lesser. Like because we are so about individuality now, where it's just like it's like <laughs> it's like what the fuck are you doing? It's like change. Right. Like, but no, 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 it's cute because, you know, we're like besties. Like, no, fucking change now. This is my fucking outfit. And like, no, no, what? Like, what? You fucking, what? You conformist? Like, you're just going to, what? You just want to be me? Ew. Like, how desperate are you? Like, oh my God. What? <laughs> and this is why people are so mean. Like, <laughs> People are mean. Um, I just always really like the idea of like, a uniform for school and stuff. And when I worked at Stonecliff at the restaurant that I worked at, I actually like loved that we all wore the same outfit. I've always been a fan of that. Like, I remember it being one of the earliest debates that, you know, going to public school, <laughs> it's always the debate that comes up. Uh, it like, is. Should we, yeah. Should we have, uh, yeah. Should we have uniforms? Sure. Yeah. Like a, you would look cool. Like depending on the uniform, I guess B, even if it wasn't cool, boo-hoo because everybody's wearing it right and uh, then you don't have as much like of class separating everybody and even um, then like it's still there but that's fine like it's i i guess it's just more on an even keel i don't know like it's you're gonna have that no matter what but like yeah it just, i don't know it levels the playing field somehow yeah i really liked when i was in middle school we had matching pe uniforms oh and I was sad when that went away in high school. Yeah. Some girls liked to dress. Provocatively. appropriately, yeah, for Provocatively, PE. Yes. When you're supposed to be working out and sweating. And that's just awful because this is this was also, yeah, gym classes were co-ed. Um, and, like, high school boys, like, boner city. Like, you know, so that's just. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like, that is true. You know, you got, you always had that, like, occasionally you'd have to, like, just go in the corner. It's like, okay, do you know, you're up for bench presses. Like, no, I'm just going to push up for a while. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go over here. <laughs> do push ups. I'm going to do leg presses. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, anything that can be in a seated position, that's me. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, Uniform, uh, what brought, oh, yeah, so there, oh, sorry, yes, I am tangenting no, today. it's fine, um, no, people want this, no, uh, so they're dressed alike, uh, they have their limousine driver take a picture of them, meanwhile, there's this lady over at the cafe kind of, kind of, kind of clocking them, I noticed, did you notice that? Yeah, I thought she was sketch as fuck. Pretty obvious. And... First, if I'm being honest, before she, like, went and ran into him and stole his money, I thought she might be Roxanne. Ah. 
waiting to like you know get him i don't know because he's got a <laughs> he's got a history with girlfriends especially yeah with crazy girlfriends crazy. And so i kind of thought like oh no this chick <laughs> is crazy and she was but for a different reason right so she steals his money yeah and i when i saw that i kind of chuckled a little bit because well first of all that guy had a lot of cash and i know that's like that's how people used to carry i mean we mostly carry cards now right yeah a little bit of cash a lot of card usually yeah um but Never also, like, cash. when I told people I was going to Europe, everybody told me, like, oh, watch out for pickpockets. Watch out for, yeah, don't let people run into you. Don't let people get close to you. And so I was really stressed about that when we yeah. went into Europe. And then I see this, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that's, like, definitely a thing. For sure. And it makes sense, like, on a criminal level. Like, it makes – tourists are a great mark. Like, yeah. Yeah, because – what are they going to do? But it's also yeah. in criminal again criminally hierarchy wise. I think you're kind of the lowest of the low though, just because these are definitely people that won't be quite possibly won't be able to defend themselves. Totally. Um, um, so you basically that was their lifeline, and you really did take that away from them. So like, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. So she it's totally not like little Tommy brought any money. Yeah. Pickpockets him, and he, what a sleazeball, though, like, totally checking her out, like, this would not, like, this Yeah, is, that was gross. This is early 2000s America for you, like, I mean, this would not fly, this wouldn't have made it into the movie now, because Joey is very clearly, like, checking her out as she leaves in front of Tommy, like, come on, bro, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, there is a, oh, okay, so they are, uh, making their way on to the hub. Um and checking this out the yacht. This was is great. So funny. So oh my god. Walk onto this swanky yacht. I remember like instantly was back in my childhood. I was like, I wanted to go to this yacht. I to this day want to be on this yacht and eat whatever the fuck what whatever the fuck they were eating. Like seriously, it looked very luxurious. Yes. Very then, luxurious. And, I still have never been on a yacht, although I've been to a yacht club. Ah four times now so weird. yeah you think about that one weird <laughs> um i've seen a lot of beautiful yachts like this one but i've never actually gotten to go in one right um i definitely was very jealous watching this scene and i was like damn this is swanky as hell i don't remember it being this nice and i i've been on a boat house and that's almost the same thing and those cool. are those are really cool yeah, about how it was back when I was working the glass company with Dad. You're learning all about us in this episode, guys. Um, yeah, <laughs> working for the glass installation company and that. Yeah, boathouse. Um, Fancy schmancy. Really cool. There are like two kinds of boathouses: the like really yucky, swampy-looking ones, and the really swanky-ass ones. Yes. And this was the ones that yeah, that Portland area that yeah. You oh, know, you know water the area. Fans? Huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and this guy, and to seal it all together, this guy that they had playing the, I, uh, whatever, the captain, <laughs> I don't know, um, the, the yacht keeper, um, he comes on with this British accent, like, can I help you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> and the way, I just, the way he delivered, when he's like, this is the, this isn't the right yacht, this is the, this is a Tiffany, right? It's like, no, sir, the Tiffany <laughs> is over there. 
Um, and just the way he refers to the Tiffany, like, he, there's a history with it. Like, it's like, we already kind of can picture what the Tiffany's going to be like. Yeah, you kind of already know it's lower class. Yes. So, they make their way towards the Tiffany. Meanwhile, walking past this, uh, this, uh, this guy in a yacht who uh, touches base with, hey, a very familiar face, the lady from earlier who totally pickpocketed him. He's like, hey, what do we got here? Um, and they, I guess this is their thing. So they're, yeah, they're checking Joey out. Um, and they realize that, hey, this guy's loaded. Like, check out this credit card. And they're looking and they're like basically running the info on him or whatever. I was like, how did they pull up his limits? That is crazy. Oh, yeah, it's unlimited. And at first I was like, wait, that's not a thing. It's like, oh, wait, no, that is a thing. Like, they do have it to work. Yeah, you can do unlimited because it's based on credit, right? So it's... As long Insane as you, as is long what as, it is. Well, as long as you continue to have an income, like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, you would be able to have, I guess, unlimited. Yeah. I guess. And it's just based on what they're charging you. So, anyway, uh, yeah, so these guys... Okay, and then we finally come to the Tiffany. And... And... And then... And when they get to the Tiffany, we're introduced to the... And I'm trying to, like, how do you say that? Like, he's just got the best smile. Like, it's the disarmingly he charming. He is so fucking charming. That's what it is. He's very charismatic. Effortless. Like, Joey. And you can tell he's, like, a little bit of a shithead. But also, you're like, he's <laughs> really cute and sweet. Yes. And, and uh, I have extreme fondness for Matt because he was on Boy Meets World. <laughs> and we all know. I love Boy Meets World. Jesus Christ. You I can still watch episodes and not World. feel like I'm watching an old TV show because I love it. It's relevant. It's awful. It's great. Awful. It's, it's fucking word. fantastic. <laughs> Matt Lawrence. Uh, so he starts out as voice only. He's working on something and Joey's like, what the fuck is the Tiffany? Yeah, she's seen better days. Not exactly the most, uh, especially compared to the yacht that we just saw. Um, he's got a little rust going on. So Matt Lawrence pops up and he's got like a little smudge of grease on his face. And, and his name is Jake. Yes, Jake, which I loved because I was like, fuck I know. yeah, fuck yeah, like, his name is Jake. <laughs> um, and, uh, so Jake, yeah, he's the captain of the Tiffany. Um, and I gotta say, like, it looked cramped, like, yachts are already small, I can't imagine, like, ugh, I don't wanna think, like, I don't wanna think too much about it, but, um, but they're already small, but this one just looked particularly cramped, given the age of it and everything, um, and Joey says as much, he's just like, look, if this was a horse, we would shoot it, Tommy, like, <laughs> you know, puts it in terms <laughs> that Tommy can understand. <laughs> I mean, it did look pretty old and run down. But I don't uh, think we gotta go shooting boats. Like, yeah, you can like let let it go live in its old age in peace. You know, you don't have to ride it anymore, but you don't need to shoot it. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> Joey's not happy. He's like, "I want my money back." And Matt's like, "Well, I mean, hey, yo, you did do a non-refundable uh, deposit." He's like, "Well, I think my attorney can figure that out. Let's go. We gotta find something better." Instantly, so privileged. Instantly cuts back to them being back, like, on the boat. <laughs> um, 
and Matt, uh, er, sorry, Jake, Jake, uh, so what do we say about Jake? He comes across kind of bristly at first, like definitely kind of a no-nonsense fellow, uh, yeah, he seems to have, like, a little bit of an attitude, and yeah. we're not really sure why. Right. Um, this is one of my least favorite hairstyles from Matt. Ah, yeah. Very surfer. It's just, like, a little stringy. And unkempt. Yes. Uh, However, and both of these boys, both of the older boys, at some point in the movie have soul patches. Oh, do you Again, um, with the fucking soul patch. <laughs> With the so mystery, this was very is it or upsetting isn't it? to me. So, like in the first scene, we see Jake. He has a soul patch, and I know this because they zoom in on his face pretty yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think I and noticed that. And then turn the camera back to uh, Andy and um, Joey, and Joey doesn't have one. And then about halfway through the movie, Joey has one, but Jake no longer does. And hmm. this is very upsetting to me. Weird. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Weird choices. Um, it yeah. was the early 2000s. I gotta remember that. That right. was definitely a thing. <laughs> Not my favorite thing. He, uh, he gives them the rundown of the rules of the boat. Basically, you know, this, this, and that. And actually, I learned a little bit from this. I, like, I didn't like that the bathroom's called the head and, like, stuff like that. Totally. That gives you some legit info if you didn't already know. Uh, Joey comes out in a new getup, uh, and Jake calls him the Crocodile Hunter. He's like, oh, please, I don't think the Crocodile Hunter shops at Rodeo Drive. And I was like, that is not something to brag about. <laughs> no, I loved it. And it's, it is, and it's delivered in that just the only way that Joey Lawrence can deliver, like in just pure, unadulterated, just... Douchey. Yeah. He, he is great at being a douche. Yeah. And he's great. He is really like, good at it. This is his perfect. This is his prime character. Like this, and it, and this is the best situation. Like put him in situations where it, uh, he gets to show how privileged he is, basically. Totally. Um. Surprise, surprise. Joey Lawrence gets a little seasick uh, while they're hitting some swells. This I relate to. Um. I get insanely motion sickness, and I get very, very seasick. Um, I will say that you don't wear three of those patches, though. Oh, you yeah. just wear one. <laughs> but right. they're being dramatic. And Jake being very specific about that. Like, you know, Joey asks for, you know, seasick pills. And he says, oh, nope, don't have any. Sorry. Um, and comes back with the patches. It's like, I thought you said you didn't have any. He's like, oh, you said pills, not patches. And it's like, oh, well. <laughs> So what comes across like Jake seems to have a problem with this is why this is why it's a great dynamic. He has a problem with privileged people like Joey Lawrence coming through here. Right. Um, yeah, he seems to have like no issue with Tommy and in fact him and Tommy have yeah, like, like a really nice little heart to heart. Right. They kind of bond over like what they come to realize is uh so Matt comes up uh recovering from a blister and uh Jake's a little bristly as usual with him. Uh, but, uh, gives him some band-aids and, uh, uh, real, like, uh, realizes that, oh, I kind of came across a little mean, you know, like, and, uh, comes at him with an olive branch and that leads to a pretty awesome scene, pretty awesome conversation. And what they relate to is, uh, well, he doesn't come right out about it, but he's kind of lost a dad recently or lost touch with one at least. 
Right. And yeah, we don't, like, know the full story there yet, but we do know, like, him and his dad aren't connected. Yeah. And Tommy, as we know from the last movie, like, his dad is dead, and right. he's still dealing with that grief, because it never really goes away. Exactly, which has only been exacerbated by Mark coming into the picture, so, you know... Uh, they kind of found each other at just the right time. So they have a nice little scene where Matt reveals that, you know, him and his dad, like, this boat was him and his dad's, like, passion and everything. He learned everything from his dad. Uh, they even, they were, like, basically treasure divers, loved that shit. Like, this is a great character, good backstory. Um, and they found, like, some uh, coins one time. And uh, this was stupid, though. He's like, hey, you got something behind your ear. And, like, as a I kid, like... I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. Like, what? It's like, what do you... What do I you did, do? like, jot down that Matt should not be a professional close-up magician. Because <laughs> he did not do that very well. No. <laughs> uh, and uh, reveal... So, shows him this coin and lets him look at it and everything. Like, that's pretty trustworthy. Like, you know, this is really cool. Um, he's like, oh, yeah... He's like, oh, where's the other seven or whatever it was? Like, oh, yeah, we uh, invested them. Totally. Totally. Again, not very good at hiding it, though, either. We're like kind of hitting. It's like, okay, what's going on here? Oh, and by the way, uh, it took them all this time to finally realize, you know, that Joy Lawrence, no wallet, no money. It took them that long. I feel like, you know, it's fine. We, you know, plot has to happen, but... uh, Especially when you're a tourist, like, I feel like, aren't you even more hyper aware of your, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, when we went to Europe, Josh was constantly patting his pocket that had his wallet in it, and he didn't even put it in, like, your typical pocket, like, back pocket. He had it, like, on the inside of his jacket. Yep. But still, he was constantly, like, feeling for it to make sure that it was still there. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Um... Oh. So, uh, right, so there's that, so, right, which entered a tense situation between him and, like, once again, him and Jake, like, <laughs> not exactly getting along, he's just like, you know, this is so typical, like, I, don't give me none of that, he's like, no, it's alright, I can have all the money wired to you when we get to the end location, it's like, alright, I need collateral, though, so he takes his watch, so Jake is currently in right. possession of Joey's watch, by the way, there you go, you're brought up to speed, so... <laughs> Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, when Michael when Michael comes back up with the patches and stuff and is starting to feel better, Tommy gave him a soda, <laughs> and I just like jotted that down because that's something that my mom gives me when my tummy hurts. Yeah. <laughs> or when I'm seasick, that is like totally uh, the bubbles really help. You know. I guess it's an urban legend. No, it's a ginger ale too. Yeah. Yeah, ginger ale definitely helps. Seven Up is like my other choice. And uh, Michael's desperately trying to like figure out the situation over the phone, and he's also trying to job hunt just because like to keep Dad at bay. Like it's like he's expecting to have a job ready by the time he comes back from this trip or something at least lined up. Um, but it's also distracting him from Tommy. So he's like, "Hey, you know what? You're right. I'm putting the phone down." No more distractions. So, puts Tommy in charge of the phone. Ooh, big mistake. Tommy uh, is uh, wrestling with this uh, fishing pole and uh, kind of drops the phone overboard in the process. Almost instantly. Yeah. Like, he never should have given him the phone. It was like five minutes later. That thing is in the ocean and it's sinking. <laughs> 
it was crazy. Which nobody can handle. I don't their... know. When... Oh, okay. Oh, I do know when. Uh, so when Tommy drops the phone into the ocean, Michael had gone back up to talk to Jake, and I think to kind of try to like uh, bridge the gap a little bit, make a little bit of peace with him, you know, in his douchey way. Yeah. And uh, like somebody called or something happens. What happens? The pirates. He starts. Yeah. Uh, oh, but before we get to that, uh, nobody can handle their fishing poles in this movie. Like, because we had a, I forgot we kind of glazed over. There's this whole scene with Joey Lawrence wrestling with a fishing pole. And um, it's yes. very, it's very funny. Um, but yeah, it's, nobody can handle their fishing poles. No one can handle those poles. So anyway, they do. They lose the phone. And then, yes, yeah. uh, Joey goes this- up to talk to Matt um, this oh. is one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. Like, he's trying to talk to uh, Matt or Jake, and Jake shushes him. And then Joey says, hey, don't shush me, all right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh, and that's when I started singing Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho. But they close in on them. Coming up on an inflatable, Joey's skeptical at first that they're pirates, but he's like, no, they're coming up on an inflatable, didn't make any radio contact. Mayday! Mayday! Trying to make radio contact with somebody um, to no avail. Uh, He's trying to dodge and weave, duck and weave um, on the boat. Uh, They're trying to board. Matt pulls off some awesome stunt work while Joey Lawrence grabs the helm. Yeah, that was great, and I liked that um, Michael's instinct was to, like, have Tommy, you know, kind of duck into the cupboard, and he is trying to protect his, like, little cousin, which was good. Right. Uh, but Matt kicked some ass, which made sense, because I get, like, I guess we're supposed to believe it, because they were treasure hunters, which means, like, whatever, it's they fine. They had running with pirates before? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, it was about this far into the movie, too, that I realized, why is Jake an American living in Australia as a charter? <laughs> that's when I was like, huh, that's a little weird. Doesn't Maybe one of his parents sense. was yeah. Australian. Right. I don't know. It's Disney. Yep. That's one of those, yeah. And he kicked, so this is the this is the game that got upped in this uh, this movie was that yeah we've got matt lawrence doing some stunt stuff or i mean it's probably not even him but still the jake character is doing some stunt stuff pirate falls off uh lady pirate still continues to pursue uh matt does some thinking he's like okay you know you see that bank of islands over there which there's always land inside in this movie by the way <laughs> like it's we're true not, we're not even gonna pretend that it's like oh where the hell are we no no don't worry there's there's, there's land. It's fine. Which is fine. Like, you know, like, it get, we know, like, 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 it actually did make me feel safer for them. Like, you know. <laughs> so he tells them they're getting off. So he has them uh, uh, suit up with some life jackets and they jump overboard. And he says they're he's going to try to lose them and he's going to double back. I would, this, I would be, this would be my last, last, last resort. I don't know how I'd feel about this. Like, <laughs> not great. Right. I would not like to be a moving target, especially with a fluorescent life jacket on, bobbing through the ocean, trying to get to that island. Like, I would have been very 
unhappy. Plus, it smell would smell like a scam a little bit. And like, <laughs> then Joey wakes up, or Michael wakes up on the, and I'm like, did he like pass out from exertion? <laughs> like, That's about right. That's about right. <laughs> And he has an empty life jacket next to him, and I'm like, what happened to Tommy? <laughs> Did the pirates get him? They are then these pirates are determined to track these Yankees down, because they're, they're going to go, like, fucking island to island and everything. <laughs> it is insane. I'm like, you guys have all of his credit cards, you have all of his cash. Like, don't you think enough is enough, probably? I know, right? But then, it, but pirates, man, like they're insatiable. Greedy, they're greedy. Um, and I like you said, like, oh yeah, what we're gonna do is we're just gonna put a ransom on him, and then we're gonna feed him to the sharks. I'm like, damn. Uh, yeah, you brutal. are ruthless, cold blooded. So, um, they, uh, so Joey, we get we get to see them trying to be castaways. <laughs> Hilarious. They try to spearfish. Not easy. <laughs> They build this they shelter build on the beach. I would not have built the shelter. I would have known that even. Like, I feel like even I would have known not to. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> always look for a cave. Always. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Or at least, like, get further into the forest and go in between some trees. I don't know. It. Yeah, definitely, like, making shelter on the sand makes no sense. Um, Joey, we get Joey Lawrence in a yellow do-rag. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, the do-rag situation in this movie, eh. Not my favorite look on him. I have a feeling Joey Lawrence was maybe feeling, um, a little self-conscious about his hair situation. Could check out. He seems, I mean, he would be the one to be insecure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um... Uh -huh. Let's see, uh, they discover a cave, uh, finally, like, on the day two or something like that, two or three, um, basically living off of, uh, coconuts and shit, um, really hungry, um, but they find this cave, it's got shrunken heads in it, uh, scary, uh, Joey Lawrence almost falls over into the abyss, but they make it out, and they run into this emu, which... This checks out. Emus would be on I like this would this checks out. Uh you don't think about emus as a uh island friend, but uh they would be there. Especially yeah, in Australia for yeah. sure. Right. Um I did like that they were like consistent with that part of Australia. Like there were big snakes in the jungle, there was the emu, there were big lizards. We actually did see some big animals that yeah, they would be there a hundred percent. Totes. That emu was going to fuck him up. Yeah. And that, I mean, emus are scary. Like, actually, yeah, don't fuck with emus, though. Like, no, and they get, like, they are one of the types of animals that if you make eye contact with them, they take it as, like, a sign of aggression. Oh. Yes. Oh, interesting. They will fuck you up. Don't look at them. Same with kangaroos. Like, kangaroos will totally fuck you up. They're cute as hell, but they are not nice. No, no, no. Australia, it is brutal. That is why you don't fuck with an Australian. It's true. So they meet up, like, Matt, Lauren, I'm sorry, you know this, like, we refer to them not by their character names usually. It's so hard, yeah. So, uh, Jake, uh, shows up after fucking with them a little bit, um, and he's wearing a very, he's wearing the shirt the best, 
Um, I ripped the sleeves off. Joey Lawrence points it out. In fact, he's just like, fucking, you just ripped the sleeves off? It's like, oh, yeah. I guess it's only worth... It's like, this is a $400 shirt. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess it's only worth 200 now. <laughs> I love that. Um, so good. So Matt uh, said that he had to scuttle the boat. And uh, what the fuck does that mean? Well... Dude, I also wrote that down. Like, does that mean... Because otherwise... He, did he sink it? Like, yeah. what does scuttle the boat mean? Be, and how did he sink it? Like, there, I have there's so ways. Many there's ways okay. because all, all that's always a solution for every ship. Like, okay. Because yeah, you scuttle the boat because it's either that or they take it. Like you know, I guess I get it, but it sucks. Um, he had to sink it. Um, and Joey's like, well, that's hey, wait. But you got some of my bags and shit? Well, one of those bags is going to have my phone in it because I told Tommy to put the cell phone in the bag. So we're saved. We're all good, you guys. Thank God. Oh, thank you, Jake. All right, Tommy, uh, which zipper compartment did you put it in? Tommy's like, uh, how about that? It's like, Poor Tommy. Poor Tommy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we don't got a phone. Matt's like, oh, boy. <laughs> It's like I'm sorry. Like it's like well, great. That's just that's just that's just great. Like, what are we gonna do now? Um, yeah, he gets so pissed. And uh, Jake tries to assert uh, control, but Joey's not having that. He's like, ah, I don't think so. Well, we'll we're gonna go this way. And Tommy, but Matt points out, I was like, hey, I got shelter, I got food, I got water, I'm all set up. And. Uh, uh, Joey's like, we're going this way, and Tommy's like, no, maybe we should go with him. He knows what he's doing. So Joey is like, okay, fine, I see how it is, and they uh, part ways. And uh, Joey pretty soon like falls into some quicksand, and I loved this laughing lizard that happened. I also wrote that down. What the fuck? <laughs> you know that was a decision in the editing bay, though. Like they, was, I like, like rewound it and watched that part three times. Oh, I wanted to look this up. Uh, Joey collapses on the <laughs> the shores of the uh, island and has a fantasy about Heather Hitt or something. And was this a real model? Is this a real model? Let's see. I don't know, but I like wrote down, oh, he's hallucinating. That's fun. Oh, Heather Hitt. Uh, nope, played by Carly Movizio. So, no. So, I... What a... What a waste. <laughs> yeah, it was very stupid. I could have done without like, this whole thing. Why did we need that 20 seconds or a no, minute, it was, you know? Yeah, too long. Like, it made no sense. Like, it could have just, it should have just been cut. It's like just an excuse to have Joey Lawrence, like, possibly make out with a girl. Like, and that, and that's what it felt like. And that's why it's not cool, guys. Like, <laughs> This is what I mean. You're showing your privilege. Like, why is this scene happening? It's like, well, why not? Like, she's a cute girl. I'm, you know, me. It's like, what the fuck? I'm knowledgeable. I'm handsome. Yeah. <laughs> um. That emu is coming for Joey Lawrence. The emu is gonna fuck him up. Uh, we get a really nice scene with um Matt and Andy talking about the real dad situation right which they, is that you know matt doesn't have a dad he doesn't have his treasure and he doesn't have a boat anymore yeah and that was the last kind of piece of his dad that existed so that really sucks 
Definitely sad. That really sad. I love that. Apparently, yeah, they find Tommy's bag, and he had a tape player in there. He opens a tape player, and water comes out. No. Bullshit. This is 2001. Motherfucker would not have a tape player. No. <laughs> um, uh, no. But they, uh, it was a nice joke, I guess, but you could have done that with a CD player. I don't know. That was weird. That is especially the time in which CD, like, portable CD players were a very big deal. So it would have made way more sense. I had one and ran the crap out of it. Me too. Um, um, let's see. Oh, they like, caught lobsters? They're eating well on this island. Oh, by the way, it was a, the gift. Like, the, the mom packed it, he opens it up, and it was a carved frame from Mark. So that was really, yeah, that was good. It was really sweet. That whole little scene was very, very sweet. Yeah, they're eating really well. Joey is, like, uh, suffering in the rain. Like, definitely not sleeping. You're not, you can't sleep through that shit. Like, what the? <laughs> definitely not. Um, Michael sees Jake and Tommy uh, learning to do the spear fishing together, and he's like racing after them because he notices there's a, a freshwater, or sorry, seawater sea uh, crocodile. This is so fucking bonkers, man. Stupid. Because first of all, he tries to use a spear. You would not. You would not like, and especially if Jake is supposed to be this experienced guy, he'd know better. You can't use a spear on no alligator. <laughs> I cannot believe that Matt Lawrence is taking a spear. A homemade spear. You can see it's not that sharp. Like, maybe thrust a spear, but even that, like, I just don't think, I don't think it would be the weapon of choice for a croc. Like, No, it would be, like, a last resort if the croc tried to bite you, you could, like, put it in its mouth. Exactly. I don't think, like, that would close the distance too much, and, like, yeah, I just, like, so that was bad choice number one. Better choice number two, though, like, you know, so he he grabs a rock and chucks it at the fucker, and, yeah, uh, uh, Gator gets the, sorry, crocodile, whatever, uh, gets the hint, and, yeah, gets the hint and uh, goes away. Which not sure if it would, but uh, it would it would ring its bell probably. Um, yeah, I don't know. I do think it's extra funny though because if you follow Matt on Instagram, like he's obsessed with reptiles and gators and stuff. So oh, right, it's true. Funny that there was like a crocodile in this, and that he took like he went to fight him. You know. <laughs> so Joey finally relents. They head back to uh, Matt Lawrence's camp. They go to Matt Lawrence's camp. We learn that there's only one flare. It's very important. There's only one flare. Yeah, one flare. Okay. Don't use it. Um, they're hanging out around the campfire. It's all three brothers. Um, you can so... Oh, my God. I know. You can just see that they're brothers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Matt looks so much like them. Yeah, right. I know. It's like... I. That's part of why they had to have him with the longer hair and all that stuff, I think, is they really had to make him look different. Totally. And Joey brings... Him, yeah, him and Joey look a lot alike. Yeah. And Joey brings up Gilligan. He's like, I don't know why Gilligan never hit on Marianne or whatever. Which, again, like, guys, like, like I got it and I appreciated the reference because, like, we're old souls. We had older parents, like, we were raised on Gilligan's Island and everything. But I'm not, I, I don't think this is that you would not bring up Gilligan's Island. Nobody, like, this is 2001. Nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. And why yeah. that question? God damn it, Joey Lawrence. Like, what, of course it's a question. Why didn't he, why didn't he hit on them? Like, 
Is he not a man? Like, what? what is... Like, there are two beautiful women on this island. Like, Yeah, he makes... He's such a pig. <laughs> but, you know, he does make a good point. Like, none of them ever dated, I guess. Andy feels a little guilty that he might forget his dad at some point, but Joey's like, we're getting off this island. I promise you that. Intense, real intense. The underwater cave, I think it's really cool. Yes, they point out the underwater cave. Uh, so we see, um, we establish that they want to build like a raft or something like that. To Yeah, they're like taking all the clothes and they're hand sewing them together. Um, we get a nice little montage. Hey, if you liked watching two Lawrence brothers doing manual labor together, hey, how about three? Hey. Huh? It's great. It's great. Yep. And all three of them are, and especially like all three, very well defined. Like that is, it is a um, um, whatever genetic trait. Like they are all very well defined uh, gentlemen. Um, good muscle situations. <laughs> so there's a plane that goes overhead but even i would have known like joey lawrence is fucking stupid he's not the smartest they see this jet airliner going overhead and figure it's like oh shit i gotta go get the flare and tommy's like trying to wave it down and stays behind uh, joey lawrence races towards the camp matt shows up just in time to be like what's going on it's like oh look there's a plane it's like they can't fucking see us like, the, what? They can't see us! And he races after him, but he's too late. Joey Lawrence launches the flare into the air. And Midday. He, and he makes the pirates aware of where they are. But uh, uh, Matt goes off on uh, Joey Lawrence. And this, I remember this. Like, this is one of my favorite scenes, just because, like, he goes off on him. And I feel like this is years of... Uh, uh, middle child angst like this is <laughs> this is all the angst built up from when he did that show brotherly love with them and everything because matt was the butt monkey he was the guy that got shit on all the time like, oh and yeah it comes out here where he's just like you fucking it you privileged son of a bitch like you don't think like you're too stupid to do anything like and like joy tries to intervene one of my favorite moments is when like uh like Andy Lawrence tries to intervene, he's like, "Stop it!" Like, <laughs> just right back like, on him. Like, whoa! Back into him, yeah. And uh, he's like, "Tell me, Michael, what have you ever had to work for?" And uh, gets nothing. And finally, Joy Lawrence does, uh, you know, uh, confront his privilege. And he's like, "Hey, you know what? You're right. Like, uh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> like, yeah. never had to work for anything, um, but I'm working on that." Like, <laughs> and I like how it's. I like how it's wrapped up, though, with Matt just being like, well, all right, then. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, I was like, I can't believe they're building a freaking raft. It looks insane. And the pirates are coming. And then we see the pirates, like, get onto the island. Yeah. Right? And what do the boys do? Well, Tommy tries to wave them because he's like, hey, look, people discovered us. And Matt makes him stop. And uh, it's like, okay. Uh, and then they try to get on their raft. Yeah, well, they and need to get out. And this is there. insane to me because it. Why in the world would you take this homemade raft when there's like a motorized blow-up boat that they could have stolen? Mm, you want to avoid confrontation with these guys at all costs. I guess, but they could have gotten away so fast. But instead, 
they, they get jump on this thing, which into the water. What a waste! <laughs> what a fucking waste! And then one flare, <laughs> one flare gun from the the lady. They never say her name. I don't think. No. God, wow. That's no, fucked she's up. nameless. Yeah, this movie does not pass the Bechdel test. No, not at all. Like, and yeah, but it's okay. I enjoy it thoroughly. Sure. Uh, but she takes it out with a flare gun, which that's the that's the only gun play we can get in this fucking movie is flares, which is fine. Um, takes it out with a flare gun. They uh, they are parting ways where it's like so. Tom, for whatever reason, Tommy is uh, gonna be abducted. <laughs> And uh, Jake and Michael head to the underground cave. So they part ways. Uh, the pirates take Tommy. Um, so the plan is they take... Uh, so Joey knows the location. Oh, sorry. No, I'm jumping ahead. Anyway. Um, so they take Tommy and they're treating him like shit on the pirate boat. So he gets to stay overnight with the pirates. Thanks, guys. Um <laughs> <laughs> To uh, carry out whatever fucking plan they have. Uh, right. Which basically consists of uh, Joey Lawrence confronting them and being like, hey, I know where a whole lot of gold is. Right. right. Check it out. And it was smart. He uses the gold piece from Jake to uh, right. show them the proof. And he's like, where is it, pretty boy? And he's got him at gunpoint. Ooh, we got a gun, folks. This is a gun in decom. That's right. Um, and tells him, where is it? She's like, well, I'm not telling you shit. Like, you know, you could kill us both. Like, I don't know why this was needed, but he gives a monologue where it's like, you know, me and Tommy, we figured we were good as dead on this island anyway. So you'd be doing us a favor. It's like, okay, why? Like, why did you? You don't why need you to tell there? her. Like, <laughs> why did you have to? Yeah, why do you got to go there? Um, you could just be like, no, I won't. Like, I'm not going to tell yeah. you. Like, simple. Like, that. you have the power in that situation. Like, <laughs> Right. I, I, I guess, like, unless that, like, well, I mean, they could kill him and just try to find it themselves, but it, it would be faster to just have them show you where it is. Okay, so they let the kid go, and what? It, and as soon as he heads out, uh, he Jake runs into him and is like, hey, alright, we got a plan. We're going this way. Um, <laughs> so Joey leads them to the cave, a very familiar cave. Um, yep. The Me- cave. Meanwhile, the girl is, uh, the, yeah, whatever her name is, is freaking out. Like, maybe they say it here. Yeah, she's, like, panicking because it's supposed to be bad luck. Jonas. Huh. Never would have huh. known. Okay. Yeah, she's freaking out. Superstitious. Like, headhunters, bro. Like, it's like, you know, and legit, like, they do exist, and there are some out there. It's freaky. I didn't realize it is a process, and it is doable but you don't shrink the head you just shrink the skin uh, it's beautiful no <laughs> but when you're a kid and you're on the jungle cruise that's like one of your favorite parts of the whole thing totally yeah <laughs> at the end <laughs> two for one sale um, <laughs> leads the pirates to the cave and uh scares them like <laughs> i love that this is how pirates get taken down you just scare them and, Just uh, scare him, that's all you gotta do. And Jonas uh, falls over into the abyss, but uh, the other guy is hanging on to the edge, and he trips Joey as he's trying to leave. I was like, why didn't Joey push him over the edge? I know, yeah, right, exactly. It's very silly. And he did, he had a couple of opportunities. It's like, Joey, you are, you know, I'm sorry, but you are significantly bigger than him. Like, you could... You could definitely just... 
you know, you could play, you could do the thing in the movie that they always do where you step on the hand that's holding on. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying even like even after he got up, like he looked back and saw yeah. he was up and still ran. Like and he could have his plan was just to run. Right. Which I thought was really weird. See, yes, exactly. Like right, because they run they run through the quicksand, uh they run off onto the shore and then because right, the plan damn it, because then Tommy Right. So we have Tommy who confronts the other that third pirate who's waiting out on the ship itself. And he takes him out, so now they've got a boat. Um, right. Right, so now they've got the motorboat. And they happen to see Joey Lawrence just in time uh, for Matt to be like, okay, we're leaving him, and Tommy to be like, what the hell? It's like, yeah, that was right. stupid. It's like, why? <laughs> it's like, we just, yeah. we're just going to leave him? Um, and Matt's, and he's like, you know, I promised him that I'd, I'd leave him, like, and get you to safety. He's like, no. Um, and Matt ha- like has a good heart, so he decides to help him. He's like, head to Everest, which, by the way, they call this big like mountain in the middle of the island Everest. And uh, he heads to it, and he takes a big leap off the edge. Whoa, it's so intense. He leaps. The- I mean, he could get chopped to bits on the rocks at the bottom. Uh, and he jumps over, and he manages to start swimming. Uh, the pirate dude shows up and takes aim and fires the gun. Quicksand comes out. That was very stupid. Very Disney, though. It makes sense. Like, you know, movie logic very makes Disney. sense. And I... then he did the classic bad guy thing where he was like, no! Really good no. like Really good. He did a great job. It was a really <laughs> powerful no. And uh, they pick Joey up just in time, um, and they head to shore. And their parents are waiting for him. They were gone a grand total of ten days, folks. Um, which, uh, they were already going to be gone a week, so really, they were only missing for three. Um, <laughs> which, is, like, you know, like, honestly, though, me, ten, me ten days on an island? Yeah, no thanks. No. Like, no. I couldn't fucking do it. For sure. Zero survival skills over here. So they're there, uh, Jules and, uh, the dad are there. Uh, Joey says, hey, you know, I'm willing to work for you and work my way up. Learn it top to bottom. Uh, he learned that lesson from Jake, who had to learn everything from his dad. So, um, and that wasn't such a bad thing. He turned out all right. Uh, Joey Lawrence came to find out. So he's like, all right, maybe that won't be so bad. So he decides to go to work for his dad. And meanwhile, Tommy learned a little lesson from Jake, too. Hey, Jake, Jake just provided all the lessons. He Um, did. So, uh, learned from Jake that, hey, you know what, maybe having Mark as a dad, or at least, you know, uh, a friend won't be so bad. Right. Um, by the way, can you get him to carve me a new frame? Because I kind of lost the other one. (laughs) (laughs) And they go to a restaurant. I loved this detail that, uh, did you notice none of them are, (laughs) what? What did you notice? I noticed that they were all eating lobster again. Wait, no, they were all eating hamburgers. That was the thing. Oh, I thought they brought a lobster platter. Would you want seafood after? Yeah. Right over my head. But yes, no, I wouldn't. I would also want a cheeseburger. So they do that. They, uh, and then Joey to the rescue. This was crazy. Like, once again, Joey Lawrence's uneducated (laughs) prowess comes into play. He He buys. He was like, oh, remember that class that I took that I got an F in? Well, I remember one other thing from that class. Like, what the fuck? What the, what the, oh, dying. Weird. 
Um, so he... Wait, they got a reward for turning in the pirates. Whatever, I don't know. Okay, fine. They oh, get a reward for that. So they buy Jake a new charter ship, and now they're all owners of it. <laughs> so now the so, And I was thinking to myself, too, because they were like, yeah, we're all going to share the profits evenly. And I was like, that's not really that fair to Jake, who has to, like, drive He's going to really be doing all the work, yeah. But that's cool. Excuse me. He's on board. He's learned to, like, uh, trust Joy Lawrence with such a thing. So learn to trust people in general. So that was Jake's growth. It's like learning to trust other people again. And uh, that's it. Yeah. I love the ending, though. I thought it was very cute. They're going to work together. Partners. That's right. And there you go. So that's Jumping Ship, everybody. Um, so, Casey, overall, what did you think? Like, you know, uh, yeah, pretty fun stuff. It was good to see. I the, really enjoyed it. It's fun to see the three Lawrence brothers together. It sucks that after this, basically, we all, all well, I don't want to say, like, uh, you know, Andy's great. Andrew Lawrence is fan-frickin-tastic. But you just. Yeah, he's so good. You just always like having all three of them in the picture. And on it, actually, Tommy kind of got a little bit of the short end of the stick in this movie, to be honest. Um, I feel like he kind of got a little overshadowed by his brothers um, through no fault of his own. I feel like he was doing his best, but it felt like yeah, they, yeah, it was a little more geared towards them. But Yeah, it was. Um, by the way, directed by Mark, Michael Lang, a big time uh, TV director, um, yeah, did all of the, I mean, fucking name it, and he basically did it. 90210, Bones, yeah, all of those. Damn! Uh, let's see here. Stephen Burley was the new dad who was on this show called Texas. Uh, looks like a Texas guy. Anthony Brandon Wong, who is Australian, uh, he played the main uh, pirate fellow. Uh, uh, he played Ghost in The Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions. Which, that made sense to me when I thought about it. I was like, oh, yeah. Um, didn't really like those movies, but, oh, yeah. He was, uh... I've actually never seen them. Jamie Passier Armstrong, also Australian, is uh, it's kind of her last credit. or The last credit to her is in a three-episode appearance on an Aussie TV series called Underbelly, Land of the Long Green Cloud. Huh. Weird. Um, Martin Dingle Wall... So notice that this is an Australian trait. They all like triple names. Yes. <laughs> uh, was a in-betweener. Oh, here was the fun fact. He, like, he did TV stuff too, but this was my favorite fact about the Martin Dingle wall guy. He played the blonde uh, third pirate guy. He was an in-betweener, which is an, in the animation department for the Australian Department of Disney Animation on Return of Jafar. Oh my gosh, amazing, bringing it back. Isn't that crazy? Well, actually, I mean, not bringing it back because we haven't we haven't watched that yet. Right. So I thought that was interesting. All right, so are we ready to rate it? Or wait, uh, do, uh, who cares about those reviews? The only review that matters is ours, so we're just going to get right to it, you guys. Right. Okay, so what we do now is we both say it at the same time. So uh, that way we're not influencing each other. So on the count of three... Uh, between 1 and 10, what do you give Jumping Ship? All right. 1, 2, 3, 8. 8. Yep. Yeah. Hey. That's about right. Yeah. And I came up with that right then, actually. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. <laughs> Me I, too. 
think it's a solid eight. Uh, so what are your reasonings? I thoroughly enjoyed it. The brothers are fantastic together. Uh, the story was funny and silly, and I like anything to do like with being stuck on an island. I think that's fun. So I just I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would I would say like it didn't get a ten because of some silly plot things, um, right. stuff they could have cut, and then they could have given like a little bit more meat to like Andy's storyline maybe. Right. Um. Yeah. You know, and also like I do feel like Michael should have grown a little bit in between the last movie and this one. Yeah. And it didn't really showcase that very much. He showed some and, growth, like the willingness to drop the cell phone, like that was kind of the big moment. But other than right. that, yeah. Right. Yeah. It was kind so, of basically the same arc over. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely, it would have gotten a ton if it would have just made a couple little changes. But definitely eight is good. It improved on horse sense. We also didn't acknowledge the fact that how strange of a sequel to take this movie that was about, oh, you take a... City bumpkin, put him in the country to this. You take a country bumpkin and a city guy and put him in the an island. Island, the yeah. ocean. <laughs> I it guess that. I guess that's the progression. Like, <laughs> you know. Okay, I guess here's the thing. All right. So yeah, desert island, great equalizer. Like honestly, it is the great equalizer. Um, sure. How you, yeah, how you adapt to a situation of, oh, shit, you're on a desert island, you didn't plan to be, what do you do? I mean, that really does call into question, it's like, well, I die, so, like, so that, so that's what happens. <laughs> Not a very interesting this movie. This is 2001. Yep. Uh, oh, and yes, so post-Castaway, I believe. I was gonna say, too, like, even Steven's movie, I think, came out in 2002 or 2003, and they were also on an island we're big into this island thing it was also like this makes me want to watch the even stevens movie which i haven't seen in years right we should do a bonus on that movie Coats. and so which brings us to the reason so reasoning behind why jumping ship you ask because i mean it's you guys it's not even like it's not even next on the list what are you doing here um okay twofold uh one uh deals with <laughs> isolation which i think we can all relate to right now so true um secondly uh it is a sequel uh in this case uh to a previous decom and uh what we're going to be doing here in a few weeks uh when we officially return to disney's channel surfers is we're going to come at you with what we're calling the summer of sequels and uh, we kind of mentioned this before, but it's just going to be all those directed, directed video or DVD sequels that Disney did there for a while. You know, uh, gosh, what they had. I mean, name it. Lady and the Tramp 2, uh, Jungle Book 2. We're only doing the ones that are authentic sequels, though. So that's the one criteria. Lion King 2. Yep. Lion King 2. Lady and the Tramp 2. Pocahontas 2. Yep. Um, so look forward to that. Um, we've also got a little bonus segment that I'm going to post uh, where I let you know about a little podcast, a little preview on a podcast that I've got coming up. And also, it is supplemental material. It's referring to Shelley Duvall's Fairy Tale Theater, which some of you might be familiar with, which was a crazy 80s series that also reran on Disney Channel. So we just kind of talk about that. So it's just a little snippet of me conversing with some friends of mine who also have a podcast that I've mentioned on the air before. Um, so look forward to that. Um, 
and also back to the ranking like this i think that puts it about on par with horse sense and like those guys so i think it checks out i think so too would would you say this is an improvement on horse sense yeah i think so i think it, it like Me too. because oh yeah and <laughs> full circle like what was our one gripe about horse sense is no matt lawrence like <laughs> that's right so they so improved anything- on it as long as they put Matt in there, yeah, we were going to be happy. But then they, and then it, it was, it was one of those like two steps forward, but then two steps back though, because it's like, yeah, you made strides there, but then you had that stupid Heather hit scene and like, what the fuck was that? that there could... were definitely some things they could have cut and changed to add more story elsewhere. Yep. It sort of felt like they were filling for time and they didn't need to. Yep. No. But overall, it was a good time, and this I remember. Is, I enjoyed it. Yep, I enjoy. This is one of those decoms that I definitely enjoy for sure. And it doesn't take. It doesn't feel too tedious that you feel like, oh, why did I watch that? No, it's fun. It's uh, it's got some good good fun, good quality fun. All right, so uh, let's go to our recommendations. Yeah, you got one. Go for it. I have two. two, and they sort of go hand in hand. Ooh. So, the first thing I'm going to recommend is a new television series on Netflix. Um, It's called Feel Good. It has Lisa Kudrow in it, who I love, uh, Phoebe from Friends. Uh, She's a very small part, but she's the mom of um, a person named May, who, she's a lesbian comedian. Um, She's also an ex-addict to narcotics. um, Hmm. And... You know, like, all stand-up comedians, all comedians in general, like, self-sabotage, right? Like, that's part of their traits. Um, And so she's really living in that, like, hatred of herself. And Mm. she meets a girl who we think is hetero. And then she sort of, like, ends up being in a lesbian relationship with her. Anyways, it's really good. It's about... Learning to love yourself despite your flaws. It's about addiction and loving somebody with addiction. Um, and it's just about relationships of mm. all kinds. I I think it's like eight episodes. I And they're like 20 minutes each. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I thoroughly recommend it. Um, it made me laugh. It made me cry. Mm. Very good. Nice. I'm really looking forward to the second season. Um, the second thing I'm going to recommend is the anxiety workbook, Ah. the anxiety worry workbook. Um, it's a cognitive behavioral solution. It sounds just what people need. Yeah, it's, I mean, it is, it's a big book. It's like homework. Um, you read things and then you fill things out as you go. I'm on chapter two and it is making me like re-examine my behaviors and my feelings, Uh, Which I really appreciate because sometimes I'm known to, like, stress about things that I have no control over. I think we all feel that way sometimes. Um, And for me, this is making me realize when I'm, like, anxious about something and I'm putting my anxiety into things, it's usually about something else. Yeah. And this is sort of helping me, like, retrain my brain to, like, think about things a little differently to settle that anxious part of my mind. Yeah. Um. I like it. I recommend it. It's, so far, it's helping me a lot until good. I can, you know, get into therapy. <laughs> yeah. Therapy's good. good. Therapy's great. Sweet. Great. Absolutely. 
Um, and then for movies my are a big part of modern living. A little bit of Growing up, I love few things more than a good story. All right, and so movies were the ultimate yeah. storytelling um, format. About it on our a majestic Facebook collaboration page, by the way, of written word, performance, Facebook, and audiovisual composition nice projected we, uh, on screens big and small. The more I learned about so it, the more I grew to love out. all things cinema. But uh, you may have noticed my name is Jacob Bean Watson, and over the years, I've seen so many movies. My brain is basically reduced to movie soup, which is the name of my new podcast. Yeah. Each week, and I'm so offering I'm play a condensed survey of right movie-related musings, sure to rivet and entertain. I'll review new movies, reminisce about old movies, and recommend movies good, bad, and everything in between. Because the way I see it, a movie might be lacking in one department or another, but there's always something redeemable to uncover. Check out Movie Soup, a condensed podcast about things movie-related, with me, Jacobine Watson, every Monday starting April 13th, available to listen on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Anchor. um and that promo turned out really good too um it turned out great it sounds so good i'm gonna start releasing it to like check out that new podcast of mine if you have a chance and it is unlike this podcast 100 percent clean um which is so ironic like (laughs) you'd think that we would want we would want (laughs) this one to be the clean cut one but nope i think oh i say hell but that's the word like i think that doesn't count like, you know. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, uh, and it's much shorter than our current pro- podcast. Much short. It is the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> get in there and get out. All right. Well, uh, yeah. so awesome. So those are the recommendations. Um, awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. I hope you're staying safe, staying well, staying sane. Most important. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so we will see you in a few more weeks, uh, save that little bonus, uh, snippet that I told you about. And in uh, the meantime, guys, uh, check out our Facebook, ah, check yes. out our Instagram, uh, send us an email at DisneyChannelServers at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you want to hear. Uh, feel free to like start a poll on our Facebook page. Talk about what you're watching during the, you know, quarantine What's everybody doing? What's everybody watching on Disney Plus? Yeah, totes. Let us know. Um, All right. Thanks, everybody. See you later. Bye, guys. Oh, watch out for that alligator.